Welcome to The Lead. I'm Jake Tapper in Washington, D.C. For 70 years, her subjects and her fans have been saying, God save the Queen. But this afternoon, Queen Elizabeth II, the longest ruling monarch in British history, died at the age of 96. The royal family confirmed the news just about 90 minutes ago, saying that the Queen died peacefully at Balmoral Castle in Scotland. Moments ago, her son Charles, now King Charles III, released a statement saying in part, quote, we mourn profoundly the passing of a cherished sovereign and a much-loved mother. I know her loss will be deeply felt throughout the country, the realms, and the Commonwealth, and by countless people around the world, unquote. We expect King Charles to make an address tomorrow. Moments after the official announcement this afternoon, the flag over Buckingham Palace was lowered to half-staff. A similar scene unfolding at the Queen's other homes, including Windsor Castle. And the official notice was posted on the gates of Buckingham Palace, reading, quote, The Queen died peacefully at Balmoral this afternoon. The King and the Queen consort will remain at Balmoral this evening and will return to London tomorrow. Crowds began gathering outside Buckingham Palace this afternoon upon hearing there were concerns about the Queen's health. Those crowds have only continued to grow since the official announcement of her passing. Members of the royal family rushed to Balmoral today after doctors put the Queen under medical supervision due to concerns about her health. The group included her heir apparent Charles and his wife Camilla, who are now the King and Queen Consort, Princes William and Harry, and the Queen's other children. Queen Elizabeth was last seen in photographs released Tuesday when she accepted the resignation of Boris Johnson and welcomed new British Prime Minister Liz Truss. The Queen did not travel to London for the ceremony, as was customary, but instead performed her duties at Balmoral Castle. Queen Elizabeth ascended to the throne in 1952 after the death of her father at the age of 56. She was officially coronated at Westminster Abbey in 1953 with her husband, Prince Philip, by her side. Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh, died last year. When Elizabeth's reign began, William Winston Churchill was prime minister and Harry Truman was the president of the United States. Earlier this year, the Platinum Jubilee celebrated her 70 years on the throne with a parade, a church service, and nationwide parties. But the Queen only made limited appearances after experiencing discomfort during opening day events. Born Elizabeth Alexandra Mary, she was never meant to be queen. But when her uncle abdicated and her father became king, she became next in line to the throne. On her 21st birthday, then Princess Elizabeth gave a speech broadcast from South Africa where she dedicated her life to serving the Commonwealth. I declare before you all that my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service and to the service of our great imperial family to which we all belong. Let's bring in CNN's Max Foster and Christiane Amanpour, who are outside Buckingham Palace in London. Max, to you first. Um, What is the royal family saying about not only the Queen's passing, but her legacy? Well, um, you know, it was a shock, despite the fact that we had really built up to the moment today. Uh, all the indications were this morning that she was, 
she'd passed, frankly. And then we had a statement saying the Queen had died peacefully at Balmoral this afternoon. The King and the Queen consort, Charles and Camilla, uh, will remain at Balmoral this evening and will return to London uh, tomorrow. So that was the briefest of statements with the most you know, heartbreaking news for the British nation. I have to say the response here at Buckingham Palace, there are thousands of people coming down here and what can they do apart from stand and look at the palace even though she's not here, of course. She will be here later in the week. The body will remain in Scotland for a couple of days as people uh, mourn her loss there. And then we had the statement from King Charles III, as he will be known. And he said, the death of my beloved mother, Her Majesty the Queen, is a moment of the greatest sadness for me and all members of my family. We mourn profoundly the passing of a cherished sovereign and a much-loved mother. I know her loss will be deeply felt throughout the country, the realms and the Commonwealth and by countless people around the world. During this period of mourning and change, my family and I will be comforted and sustained by our knowledge of the respect and deep affection in which the Queen was so widely held. I think we're really going to get a sense of, of that over the coming days. Uh, I've been told that the King will be making a national address uh, tomorrow night, a recorded statement, and uh, bells will be tolled across England, I know, uh, tomorrow morning, and then we'll really start to see the period of mourning be visualised, really. We've already got flags at half-staff, but I think people are going to really get a sense of what a shock this is to the nation and the world. Because she wasn't just a head of state in the UK, head of state in 15 countries, but also the longest-serving head of state in the world. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's an important thing for people to remember. She has been, her reign began in 1952. 1952, she has been the only constant, really, uh, when it comes to world leaders since then. Uh, Christiane, uh, she served uh, as monarch for more than 70 years. Uh, to a lot of people, the UK and Queen Elizabeth are, are one and the same. They're synonymous. How, how deeply do you sense this loss will be felt across the UK? I think very deeply and I think it's probably the last time in any of our lifetimes and beyond that we will ever see this kind of relationship to be frank. I think that the 70 years that she's been on the throne transcends just about anything that you could even describe. You cover politics, Jake. This transcends that. There's no such thing as a, as a leader of so many decades in a democratic process. She was a constitutional monarch. She had a democratically elected prime ministers, uh, 15 of them, but she herself stayed above the fray and was the glue, was the maternal, you know, matriarch, was the grandmother, uh, and was the example of service and duty, and those are the words that are forever, you know, associated with her. The crowds that are coming out behind me are, are pretty incredible, behind me and Max, because as soon as they heard, and this was what, about 90 minutes ago, the official notice of her death came in, and people started to come, and so they've got their phones and holding them up like candles, there have been periodic claps, some cheers for her. The Mall, as you know, the famous big, huge avenue that is so often the scene of parades, of, of, the, of, the, of the carriages, of royal events, is packed with people coming towards the palace right now. And as we said, and as you said, her, her, her reign uh, spanned basically from just after World War II to now. It's, it's an unimaginable experience that one person has had at the head of her country. And I'll just read you two of the many, many, uh, many, many tributes that are coming in from around the world that speak to that longevity. 
uh, Narendra Modi himself, pretty controversial as Prime Minister of India, he said that he remembered very fondly both his trips here, his visits um, to Great Britain, and he remembers the Queen showing him the handkerchief, the cotton handkerchief that he said Mahatma Gandhi gave her on her wedding. Just imagine that little piece of history. The German Foreign Minister has also uh, given her condolences and remembers the Queen as somebody who for more than 70 years and beyond has been associated with trying to knit back relations that obviously uh, came so badly uh, adrift asunder during the World War and after the Germans you know pounded this city, pounded the palace behind me, the Blitz of London. The Queen uh, was a child living through the war in that palace and the Germans are paying tribute to how she helped. Uh, knit the relations between these once, you know, wartime foes together. So those are just two examples of what she has done and what history she has spanned. And there are so many people throughout the world who feel a connection to this family and to specifically uh, Queen Elizabeth. Um, a friend of mine, his mom was born in England and, and her reaction was she remembered sitting around uh, the living room, listening on the radio, or, or rather, I'm sorry, watching TV uh, to watch uh, the crowning uh, of, of Queen Elizabeth in, in 1953, uh, 1953, a year after her reign began. Uh, and my mom was born in Canada, and her first reaction when I told her was, oh, she didn't make it as long as her mother, meaning uh, the Queen Mother who, who lived to be 101. I mean, just information right off the top of her head. The Queen didn't make it as long as her mom. The, the, the people have such a deep connection to Queen Elizabeth. They certainly do, Jake. I was born in New Zealand where there is a strong connection to Queen Elizabeth II and in Australia too, of course. And it's interesting to note that there are Republican tendencies in both of those countries, but it's been considered that the admiration and deep respect that those people have for Queen Elizabeth II has prevented any any more sure-footed moves on that front because they do admire her so much. And I'm also struck sitting here with, with Christiane and Max that only just a few months ago we were here for her Platinum Jubilee, celebrating and cementing her contribution to the world, to the country. So it's fresh in people's minds, it's in sharp relief. What they celebrated then, what she means to this nation. So I think that makes it even more of a tragic contrast to be here today in obviously the most sad of circumstances. And Christiane, I mean, one of the things that I think we've all appreciated um, in, uh, the, in watching the Queen through the decades is the role that she provides to her subjects, to the people of the UK, uh, in terms of, of having a, a steady presence during crises, Christiane. Look, that's absolutely true, and uh, we sort of indicated the history that she's gone through and has lived through, both as a child, as kind of an accidental heir apparent, because it wasn't really her father who should have been king. It was his brother who was king, abdicated because of the love of an American divorcee, and then that set in motion her journey to where we are right now. But you're absolutely right. There have been so many ups and downs in this country, so many crises, and frankly, we're in the middle of one right now, just like so many other countries. Uh, the war in Ukraine has created this unbelievable spike in energy prices, as you all know. The inflation is 
unmanageable and unprecedented. There are strikes all over this nation right now. We have a new prime minister after a really tumultuous and, and, and unbelievable political era under, under, you know, very turbulent under Boris Johnson. And it is something incredible, I think, that certainly if I was Liz Trust, uh, you know, how can you ever forget that the very last public duty that the Queen ever performed two days before she died was to formally appoint her Prime Minister of this country. It's an, it's an amazing thing. And the Queen stood there, she was unaided, she was on her stick, smiling, shaking hands with, with this Prime Minister. And, and where she summons that strength from, and again, it's just such an example um, and an anecdote, really, to, to show how she has been there in every crisis and every moment of triumph and joy as well. And again, no matter what happens to the monarchy after her, we're not really talking about the monarchy right now. We're talking about the person who has been this, this matriarch, even despite her own flaws and her own stumbles, particularly over the death of Princess Diana. She was able to again connect with the people and remain uh, this unifying figure that transcended politics and partisan divisions that we see all over the world. Thanks to all of you. Uh, let's go right now to CNN's Richard Quest. Richard, so many people have never known this monarchy, never known the UK without the Queen. Oh, never mind so many people. Me. I was born in 1962 and the Queen had already been on the throne for nearly a decade. The, she has been a constant in my life from the get-go. So, you know, we, there's always a difficulty for as when you wear a black tie, when you are broadcasting about the death of a leader, because who do you do it for and who do you not do it for? There was no choice for me tonight. It had, you know, to change the tie, as indeed many of my colleagues will be doing, to black out of respect. Because the country of which I am part, the country of my citizenship, is in mourning. There will be official mourning as we get towards uh, the, the, the funeral itself. But for the time being, this incredible feeling, Jake, of introspection. The Queen was always there. Oh, yes, you'd make jokes about would you live long enough to get a telegram from the Queen when you were 100. Or you'd make jokes about this bit of the royal family. Or what would the Queen say? Ah, your old Queen wouldn't like that. She was part of the furniture. She was the fabric of the house. And she held it together. Now, that's not to say Charles won't do a very good job afterwards. But the world is highly uncertain. We are supporting a war or we are helping Ukraine in a war against Russia. Inflation and fuel prices are through the roof. This is the scenario King Charles III has to navigate. You know something, uh, Jake? The Queen had 70 years of crises. That tells you all you really need to understand about where we are now. I've, I've heard, um, Richard, uh, lots of praise for Prince Charles, or I'm sorry, King Charles, King Charles, uh, for yeah. his uh, relatively <laughs> yeah. early activism uh, when it comes to climate change. Uh, but obviously, he's had controversies in his past. Uh, are you prepared to accept King Charles III? Yes. For the very simple reason, you don't get to pick and choose your monarchs. 
If you have monarchy and there's not any illegality about the matter, you take the monarchy you've got. So, do I think that perhaps, and it, it, it's in a, it, it's, it's, do, are there, is there a view that says that William is a more charismatic and William's the next generation? To paraphrase Kennedy, the torch has been passed to a new generation. Well, this case it hasn't really, because Charles is in his 70s. Uh, and, you know, we're going to have another period of, a, 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 of, a, of an elderly monarch. At some point, there will be the question of, will Charles abdicate or hand over to William. His mother would never do it. Elizabeth was scarred by the abdication. She took a vow to God, which you just played. I pledge my whole life, be it long or short. So she was never going to abdicate. Charles, it'll be a different matter, but that's for a future date. At the moment, the issue is really Charles, King Charles III, and remembering the woman and the queen who was part of our lives. All right, Richard Quest, our coverage of the death of Queen Elizabeth continues next with a live report from Windsor Castle where masses are coming to pay their respects. We're going to also take a deeper look at her legacy after more than 70 years on the throne. Stay with us. afternoon in the United Kingdom, this was the scene outside Buckingham Palace as the public learned that doctors were concerned about the health of Queen Elizabeth II, and just a few hours later, the royal family officially announced her passing. It was a similar scene just about an hour away at another of the Queen's residences, this one in Windsor, where a rainbow filled the sky as the flag flew at half-staff to honor Queen Elizabeth and her legacy. CNN's Scott McLean is at Windsor Castle for us now. Scott, tell us about the scene out there in Windsor tonight. Hey, Jake. Yeah, so if you just look over my shoulder here, people have left uh, flowers, cards, tributes to Queen Elizabeth. They were there laying them uh, a little while ago. We've just watched the crowd swell. The British like to do things in an orderly way, and so they've actually put up barricades now, moving people back. Uh, and I'll just uh, swing the camera around, and I'll show you the crowd that is... They've been asked people to lay flowers at a different location, but the people here, they're pretty reluctant to do that. And just look at the faces here. It is a pretty somber scene of people who've come to pay their respects. Ma'am, you're live on CNN. I'm just wondering how you're feeling at this moment. It's a very sad moment for everybody in England now. We are very sad. What did the Queen mean to you, ma'am? That's okay. That's, I'm sorry for sorry for this. What did what did the Queen mean for you, ma'am? Um, she was just a very big part of our history and our monarchy, and just a very big part of our lives growing up. Yeah. What, what, how are you feeling at this moment? The Queen was everything I'd grown up with. Um, she was iconic. She was. I was I was called Sally Elizabeth because I was born in the year of the coronation. <laughs> so she's, she's been the only Queen I've ever known, and. I can't believe it's happened so quickly. I mean, she was 96 years old. You must have I seen this coming. I know she was. I know, and, I, and, and we know that she was getting frail. But all of a sudden, she had Liz Truss on Tuesday. Yeah. 
and today she's gone. And she looked great on Tuesday. Absolutely. She looked amazing on Tuesday. So it's just happened so quickly. Sorry for I live lot. in London, so uh, it was just... We just happened to be here just, today. Yeah, but she's always been our queen. Of course. And so, since I was yeah. a little girl, there was Queen Elizabeth. Thank you for so talking thank to you. us. Thank you thank for talking. I'm just going to sort of wander through the crowd here if I can, Jake, and, uh, and talk to a, a couple of people. Um, I'm just wondering what you uh, think of maybe a, a potential King Charles. Oh, um, I don't know, really. Just a bit... Um, I don't know, I'm on the spot, I have no idea. Well, how are you feeling right now about the passing of Queen Elizabeth II? Really sad, isn't it? Um, it's really sad and just a bit shocking. It's really quick, happened really quickly. Ma'am, just quickly, um, why have you brought flowers here today? Uh, because the Queen has died and we all love the Queen and um, we've lived in Windsor for a long time and it's all very emotional, so I wanted to pay some respects to the Queen. What does the Queen mean to you personally? She's been here all my life. All my life the Queen's been here and lots of people here will be in the same position. It will be very, very, very difficult being without her. We all love her very much. Sorry for your loss. You know, Jake, what's remarkable to see sort of as we snake our way through the crowd here is just how genuinely emotional people are getting over a, a woman that they mostly have never met and you can see there's people just continuing to come fill up this area despite the fact that um, the police would rather people go elsewhere a little bit further away from from the castle but people just want to be here I mean this is the residence uh, that the Queen is usually at ma'am how are you feeling right now how are you feeling right now ma'am you're live on CNN hi I'm from Carol from South Africa yeah I just came to pay tribute to the Queen it's very emotional what does she mean for you as a member of the Commonwealth? My mum was a, a royalist, so I inherited her, her um, love of the Queen and the family. So I'm very emotional about that. Anyway. Are you here on vacation or you live here? I'm working at the BMW PGA Championship, the golf tournament. They actually close it tomorrow for respect out of the Queen. Wow. And they're going to start again on Monday, um, Saturday. Wow. Sorry for your loss. We'll let you, no, thank you. Thank get you on much. with it. And Sorry, Jake, I'll just uh, continue to take, take you through. The, the people just keep showing up with flowers. I don't know how people are still able to buy them. So just wondering how you're, you're feeling at this moment. Um, pretty much like the, the rest of the world. Sad. You know, it's just can't believe it. It's just come out of the blue, literally. You know, obviously we know she wasn't well, but it's just, you know, sad day. I'm just amazed that you were able to purchase flowers. Is there an endless supply in this country or where did you find them? <laughs> well, literally, um, Sainsbury's actually, to be fair. Sainsbury's. So, you know, there, there's enough there. Like I said, just I think just everyone's just go out and get some and come down and pay their respects. Can I ask your daughter a quick question? Yeah, go for it. What does the Queen mean to you as a young person? Um, she's very special. And... You, you don't remember uh, anything without Queen Elizabeth in your life, do you? None of us do. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you think about you know King Charles? That must be a, a big change for you. different now that the Queen's gone and we're going to have a new king in the country, but I hope he does as well as the Queen did, so. We can only hope. We'll let you guys get on to, to laying the flowers. Thank you so much for talking to us. Ma'am, just wondering how you guys are, are feeling at this moment and why you thought it was important to come down. I think um, the, the Queen just represents so much about our country and that we feel like it, it was right to celebrate all that she'd done for us and we wanted to show our respects to all of the royal family. Did you, what did you want to say? It's really sad that the Queen died because she did actually quite a lot. Yeah. 
life. It sure is. And I'm so sorry for your loss, Thank guys, you for you much. guys and Thank for your country. You. So, Jake, there's just sort of a, a taste of, of how the country is feeling here in Windsor. Scott, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And uh, just to give some updates, uh, Prince Harry, we're told, has arrived at Balmoral Castle in Scotland, uh, where his grandmother passed and where his family has gathered. One uh, quick thing I want to bring up. The the last time um, that the UK and indeed the world went through something like this uh, was in February 1952, 1952. So unless you are older than the early 70s, your early 70s, you don't know anything other than Queen Elizabeth II. And here is a headline from the Liverpool Echo. This is the front page. The king passes away peacefully in his sleep, nation stunned by announcement. And you see on the right side there, Queen Elizabeth in tears. She was overseas, overseas at the time and was, arrangements had to be made uh, for her to fly back uh, to say goodbye to her father and for her reign to begin. We're going to have more from Britain in the passing of Queen Elizabeth next. Stay with us. Images of Buckingham Palace right now. Welcome back to The Lead. The world is mourning the death of Queen Elizabeth. Uh, live pictures outside uh, Buckingham Palace. We were showing you earlier, there's London, uh, where crowds are gathered to pay their respects. Let's bring in CNN historian Kate Williams and royal biographer Sally Bedell-Smith. Sally, let me start with you. You've covered the royal family for decades. It's tough to imagine the UK without Queen Elizabeth. What, what does it look like? It... it- Well, it looks like a nation that's deeply in mourning. I mean, I was so struck by what all those people, the sort of slice of of Britain and from all over the world, what they were saying. And they're just, I mean, we've been sort of anticipating this. But I think it's, I I think it will surpass the uh, mourning for Diana. Really? Yeah. I mean, it is huge. It is just, I mean, 70 years. Um looming over British life, looming over the Commonwealth, um, uh, really irreplaceable. And it, it's tough to imagine, but she was thrust into that position. Her reign began when she was only 25 years old, yes. 26 years old, somewhere in there. Uh, how did her style, her leadership style, her, her queendom evolve over the decades? Well, I think she, beca- she, was, she was very much trained by her father, and she was steadfast, and uh, um, she understood what her responsibilities were. She understood that she needed to be the light above politics and uh, to be completely um, apolitical. And, um, and yet at the same time, you know, she, she was the head of nation. She was the head of state, and she was the head of nation. And so she... Um, set an example for everybody with her behavior, and she honored people for good works, and she, um, you know, she typified what she called glad service um, and duty. Uh, so she, you know, she, she was a model for everybody, and, you know, for many, many years she was admired, and I think in the last, oh, 20 years probably, since the death of her mother, she was really loved. And, and Kate, uh, we need to remember, of course, obviously, she's not just a, a queen. She's a mother of four, uh, a, a widow. Uh, uh, she was fiercely devoted to her husband, Prince Philip, who died just last year. How, how did she balance the job of queen with uh, being a, a member and the matriarch of this family? 
Yes, as you say, Jake, she was also a family woman, four children, eight grandchildren, 12 great-grandchildren most recently, uh, little Lilibet from Harry and Meghan. And uh, she was a devoted wife indeed. She gave an address last year on her 95th birthday saying that it had been a time of great sadness for her. We all remember that poignant moment when in the funeral for Prince Philip, she was alone because that were the, was the rules of Britain at the time. Uh, apparently the government did say to her, you, you, you don't have to do what everyone else is doing. But she said, no, I want to more if everyone in Britain if they can't have funerals in the way they want I want to do the same I'm not different I'm not special and that was so significant and it is as you say it's been a balancing act when she came to the throne in 1952 just so young as you were saying her father died much earlier than expected people didn't at the time women were supposed to go back into the home women were not supposed to be in big jobs and certainly those who were were not married and they did not have children so there was a lot of men in the political system who thought that she wasn't up to it who thought that a mother shouldn't be doing this job. And yet over and over again, she's proved so brilliantly how a woman can do the job, how she's done the job. And for so many people, the Queen is the monarchy. And that's why I think we are suffering this of big seismic change, that we are no longer Elizabethans. We are now in a different reign. All right, Kay Williams and Sally Bedell-Smith, stick around. We're going to have a lot more to talk about. Uh, We're going to squeeze in a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to tell you what we're hearing from President Biden uh, and his White House next. Stay with us. The flag at the White House is now at half-staff. President Biden ordering the move to honor Queen Elizabeth II. CNN's Caitlin Collins, our chief White House correspondent, is there here in Washington, D.C. Caitlin? Yeah, Jake, that's a mark of respect from President Biden, lowering the flags here at the White House to half-staff and at all federal buildings for the next several days until the burial of Queen Elizabeth. That is what the White House is doing. That comes shortly after President Biden issued his own statement on her passing, saying that she was more than a monarch. He said that she defined an era. Of course, Jake, he first met her in 1982 when he was just a senator. He last saw her as president last summer when she hosted President Biden and First Lady Jill Biden for a private tea. He said that they had a very long meeting and that she was very generous and talked about the meeting that they had and what, of course, she asked him and said she reminded him of his grandmother. And that was a meeting, of course, Jake, that many other U.S. presidents have had. She met with every U.S. president since Harry Truman, with the exception of LBJ. You've seen many of those presidents paying tribute to her today. President Obama, President Trump, President Bush also putting out a statement that among his fondest memories as president was having tea with the queen and her corgis. He said in his statement talking about he and First Lady Laura Bush and how much they appreciated her time. In President Biden's statement, he talked about that meeting that they had last summer, Jake, and he said, during it, Queen, the Queen charmed us with her wit. She moved us with her kindness and she generously shared with us her wisdom. So those comments from him, of course, remarking on the last time that we are told from the White House that he spoke with her. He had been updated throughout the day today on her health as, of course, we were hearing that it was deteriorating. We are expecting to see him, Jake, in a few hours. He's scheduled to speak at something. He had canceled an earlier speech he had this afternoon uh, following her passing. He is expected to speak in a few hours. We'll see if he comments in person 
on her death then, Jake. And of course, one big question has been whether or not he will go to her funeral once they make that planning, something that will also be a big question for the other U.S. presidents that she met with. All right. Kaylin Collins at the White House, thank you so much. Reaction to the death of Queen Elizabeth from a member of the British aristocracy. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Lead. The world is mourning the death of Queen Elizabeth. Let's bring in Julie Montague. She's perhaps better known to some as the American Viscountess. She's also a member of the British aristocracy. Um, Julie, thanks for joining us. How will you remember Queen Elizabeth II's remarkable 70-year reign? Well, I I can really sum it up with um, uh, somebody that I met today. He's in his 60s. British. And after learning the news of the death of the Queen, he said to me that from a young age, he had carried around a photo of the Queen in his wallet. And I think that that is true for many people around this country. In particular, when you go into um, households, you will see framed photographs of the Queen in many people's sitting rooms. You know, she is the fabric of of people's has been the fabric of people's lives as people can probably tell from your your accent you're not you're not born in the uk you married into british aristocracy has it been uh have you been able to to join uh the british people the people of the uk uh in this unconditional love they seem to have for the queen even though you weren't you weren't raised among it No, uh, absolutely. Of course. You know, I've been here now for 25 years. I'm married into the British aristocracy, into the Earl of Sandwich family. I mean, it's a it's a very, very traditional British uh, family of nobility. So, of course, uh, for me, uh, I've had this connection with the Queen prior to moving over here to the UK and then, of course, embracing it even more um, because of the family that I married into. But, you know, it's this real sense um, since I've been here for 25 years of, you know, the Queen, as we've been hearing so many times, have been in people's homes, their lives um, for, you know, from the time that they are born. But I I do want to mention that, you know, I feel that one of her greatest achievements was her support for the succession to the Crown Act, which after 300 years meant that women, daughters, could then have an equal right to the throne. I mean, that is extraordinary. And this is the way that we've seen the Queen really modernize the royal family. Um, You know, she gave broadcast Christmas messages. You know, she went on Twitter in uh, 2014. We saw her in the Olympics in 2012 with, uh, with, of course, uh, James Bond doing a stunt. You know, she was very much evolving and embracing the modern age. All right, wonderful. Thank you so much, and our deepest condolences to, to you uh, and your family. Uh, coming up, she stayed calm and carried on for decades, facing war, family crises, all while wearing the weight of the crown. We'll continue our remembrance of Queen Elizabeth. Stay with us. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, host of the Chasing Life podcast. In honor of our 10th season, we want to hear from you. Leave us a message at 470-396-0832 and tell us how you chase life. It could be used on an upcoming episode.